0: (laughs) This is This is The In The Black Podcast
1: (laughs) right,
2: man so check this out Earlier this week I read an article Said that there was a Study done in JAMA, JAMA being the Journal of American Medical Association, right? Uh, it's a peer review study that says <laughs> that coronavirus can be spread sexually and that if you're a man, you need to be careful because uh, coronavirus can make you infertile. So uh, hey, I got two, two, two things. I guess that's good. that's that's good for <laughs> Eldridge because that, that puts a cork in his business. Hey, First, I'm excited. This
3: <laughs> <video, all> right? <laughs> right
1: here. First, I'm excited that you're Be reading fruitful.
3: peer-reviewed material. That's number one. You know, <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's that's the big thing right there. You're reading peer-reviewed shit. Hey, 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 man. I'm the Back man. page. I'm proud of you.
2: You, man. That's what I'm saying.
3: Y'all grown up so fast, bro. Whatever,
2: man. You see, this the same mm-hmm. moment. Every time we come on the show, he talk my only OnlyFans and shit. Now, all of a sudden, it's a big surprise. You really
3: can peer Reviewed man. shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Listen, man, I'm proud of you. Yeah. Yeah, whatever,
2: nigga. <laughs> whatever. Oh, you know, God. the worst part, man, you know, it's yeah, funny be because funny. <laughs> speaking of, man, uh, the other day, these, uh, these new fans, we all adults. here, man. Me and my uh. Oh, oh
3: shit! Here you oh. go. Remember, your wife listens to this shit. That's, edit points. That's the. That's the. Nah, this that's this the. Punching, punching,
4: punching right here. <laughs> this this is, like now. Uh, <laughs> This is my first time being on
0: the show without Keisha now, don't get me in trouble.
2: <laughs> <laughs> nigga, my mouth ain't your mouth, you better talk for yourself. Yeah. <laughs>
3: Keisha, I'm sorry ahead of time.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Whatever, nah, man, don't, don't buy any of these. My wife and I like to enjoy... Our oh, couple's time, you can't this and, uh, go left. Listen, 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 listen. So fast. It's only going to go left if you make it go left. Just <laughs> I am going to make it go left. God, <laughs> you know. So, you know what's <sighs> best up is that you know these newfangled toys out here, they don't come with oh, batteries shit. no more. You got to plug them motherfuckers <laughs> by a USB,
0: yeah, like charger. So, mode. you
3: had to have your laptop yeah, on the yeah. bed with y'all while you're now, this, your is the, toys, this is, is the best said?
2: up part. Don't ask me. How, how about that? Listen, don't <laughs> ask me how the joint had to be plugged up, and I'm downstairs at my desk in the office. And my kids <laughs> keep running back and forth downstairs, <laughs> peeking around the corner, looking at this little thing on the desk. I'm like, what the uh, hell is that? That ain't oh, no USB drive. drive. <laughs> that's that's my, that's my new storage unit. <laughs> the, the uh, storage. Wow. <laughs> yeah, it's a storage, oh, no. storage. unit. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I don't know it's what this is, a, is. It's, a, it's, it's a storage unit. Stuff it, stuff The worst, worst Stuff is that unit. my wife, she stuff thinks she's sneaky. She's sneaky as shit because she was supposed to have the joke upstairs. But she's like, no. No, you go ahead and take it in charge. Where you are, I'm like, um, so the kids come down and keep looking at this bullshit near me, so you <laughs> so I can be so I can be the miscreant. motherfucker. I gotta explain some, shit. yeah. Oh, oh, I see, yeah, yeah, mean. Uh, yeah. And hey, you cool with that, huh? Yes, oh, that's,
3: <laughs> that, like, skin, that's that light like, skin this union. You're supposed to be like, shit. nah,
2: man, you know, that's so messed up. Oh, she should have taken no, it. No, we're to never gonna do that.
3: Nope, we're yeah, never bro. gonna do that. <laughs> We are yeah, gonna bro. back up the bus, pull the bus up, fill the bus back up again, and run your ass over again every time. That's it, bro. Just every so single know, bro.
2: time. <laughs> <laughs> so um, bus
3: depot. Bro, you, you are speed. clearly the worst. If you want to talk about sex toys, go ahead, bro. Uh, next person. Anybody else? Uh, got anything they want to. Have? Actually, <laughs> this is what I'm. See, this is what I'm. Mm. Actually, uh, Chris away some free pop. Hi, Keisha. How you doing? <laughs>
0: Hermanita what's up? So um we stumbled across
3: through a suggestion of a friend. Uh nobody ever stumbled across sex toys. <laughs> never happened. So not necessarily sex
0: toys, but there is a service um called Kink Crate. It's a subscription box.
3: And like they
0: send you a box every month with like different stuff in it. Of
1: course. What uh, the f- <laughs>
3: <laughs> Again, hi Keisha. Yo. <laughs> that, that, that
1: would
3: get old. That would get that would get old though.
2: Phil is a no-good motherfucker too. So yeah, old. of course, of course. It would have to be a subscription shit. God damn it.
4: After six boxes, what do you do after six boxes? <laughs> I, mean, I, don't, I don't know. Six boxes uh, of shit. Uh, a I different flavor oil. Are you are, me, are you are you giving that shit away? Phil, you giving it away? How much is the service, bro? You're you you know, giving it away. Oh, yeah. So you're giving it away. I mean, you know, is, what you're saying I can't give is that. You, you and your service. woman can't figure you know out what you
2: do with six boxes of some shit. Come my on, woman isn't.
4: My woman doesn't need all that shit. <laughs> I'm, I'm saying so. so you, see what really,
2: you see what he just said, right? He's like, he's he's i got all the toys and tools. Subscribe. Favorite, bro. Said, so subscribe
4: to assistance? No. You, you son of a bitch. No, 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 no. Ain't no, ain't no welfare going on
2: here. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> Phil is cold blooded right now, boy. Clearly, clearly, who hurt you, man? Are you okay? You need a hug hey, today, boy? Ain't nothing hey. wrong with it. Ain't nothing wrong with adding a little variety to that thing. Nothing bro. wrong with it, Phil. God, uh, you I'm just what? Saying, Let's get I'm to just saying, show before Phil. Six boxes, yo. Six boxes of shit? Oh, you put the stamp on it? The stamp of approval? No, that's what
3: you're no, saying? No, bro, I said I put my bulletproof vest on because Phil came out <laughs> shooting the night, bro. I mean. My
2: man
3: came out. <laughs> Fuck I know, I know. So we started yes. with four, four people. Now we down to two man. <laughs> <laughs> My man he
2: came in. And let the yes, jump welcome, welcome, welcome. What's up? What's up? What is up? Back once again. It is the Incredible in the Black podcast. And in case you weren't aware, this is a podcast dedicated to covering the current events and social issues going on in your black world, and covering it all from the perspective of three grown ass men. Who know that Will Smith was crying in his car before that red table talk? <laughs> um, I am your host, Big O, Mister in the Black himself. Oh. But you know I can never do this alone. Let me introduce the rest:
3: <laughs> the King crate Crew.
2: <laughs> That's it. That's the official
3: That's the, official
1: track. Track. That's it. the
2: crate
3: Crew. <laughs> say what's up, no. man. Oh, man. Peace, peace, peace. Good, oh you know, <laughs> boogie, God. say what's up, man? man. I'm gonna be real quiet for about a little bit. <laughs> this, <laughs> <going on. laughs>
2: this nigga ain't never quiet, do hey, y- You're <laughs> right, I'm not. Hey, y'all, how y'all doing? <laughs> man? And joining us tonight is the homie DT Don Teasy Man, one of the hosts from the Baked Means and Rice podcast. DT, what's up, baby? What's happening, brothers? Uh. Hopefully not. going to get
0: inducted too hard into the King Crate crew.
3: <laughs> so
2: you how how, you, in, on, how you introduce us to it, yeah, and now you're you not try trying to get inducted. In me. I mean, listen, you know, I, I thought we were just putting the, the homies on. We done Ducky. turned into a whole band. I, <laughs> I thought you were not the honorary member. You were the president and shit. You over here promoting. <laughs> I, I <did.
1: laughs>
0: hey man, you know, I had to pull a light skin move and just fade away.
2: Fucking done with you.
1: And if Just you like it. content like this,
2: please make sure to follow us on social media at In the black PDCST, on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And if you're checking this out on YouTube, make sure to hit that thumbs up and subscribe so that you don't miss out on the next video. But of course, uh, Boogie, please tell these good folks how they can become part of the family.
3: Hey, man, come through and check us out at InTheBlackPodcast.com. In the right hand corner, it is to become a member tab click that joint and you will see a link for swag t-shirts mugs ashtrays uh toilet seat covers whatever you need to come through uh, <laughs>
0: hey i got a i got a vendor that does matching rolling trays and ashtrays and shit see if
3: hey but you also can donate there remember we take everything including ebt so feel free <laughs> swipe
4: what, what 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 did I miss? <laughs> I, I, you know know we, I, I know I missed a hundred. I know I missed I apologize, but no,
3: no, bro, we upgraded the the, the system, the service. The, what the, the section eight? Yeah, 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 man. We take that now. You have changed the
4: game, boy,
3: <laughs> because I got a hookup where I can sell diapers. So whatever we get, yeah, diapers and Similac, I can flip that, and you know. You vary by 10%, so we're trying we to try change the game, bro. Hey, take you podcasting are,
2: to a new you level, are officially bro. the motherfucking worst. So <laughs> I just want to make sure. The label has been stamped and sealed and approved right on you, dog. I'm just saying. <laughs> now, we um, are going to jump into the meat and potatoes of the show. Um, recently, we got a question on our um, podcast discussion group about whether or not it was beneficial or if it was smart or cautious for Black people to have their children have majority friends that are non-people of color. Um, Boogie, why don't you take it over from here, man?
3: Well, what happened was uh, someone posted a couple clips from a social media page highlighting the death of a 10-year-old boy out of Brookings, South uh, South Dakota. Uh, if you know anything about South Dakota, just knowing South Dakota, South Dakota is probably 80 to 90% white. And last I checked the demographics, there was one to 2% black. Uh, this young boy uh, ended up drowning in a pond. Reports initially was that someone actually pushed him in and he was drowned. Uh, police in Brookings are still researching and, and investigating that too find out the actual cause of death, but the conversation led us to discussing how do we deal with having our children, Black children, with non-Black, primarily, predominantly white friends, and in the vicinity and proximity of whiteness. How do we navigate that? What do we do? What do we say to our kids? Uh, how do we instruct them to be mindful of their surroundings Uh, and it's a really difficult topic uh, and it's so multi-layered and I'm gonna go first with this one just from the standpoint of uh, we all want the best for our kids we want our kids to be successful we want them to be well educated we want them to be protected unfortunately due to the system of white supremacy That often means that our children have to be within close proximity of white children because most times in this system of white supremacy, most times white people have the majority of the money. So we tend to send our kids to white schools are predominantly white schools, not because we're trying to teach them to be white or we're trying to deny our blackness of some sort. No, because we want them to get the best. And unfortunately, predominantly black schools tend to suffer financially. So we like to have them in the best situation. So we send them to predominantly white schools. We have them do sports and other activities in predominantly white environments sports and activities you can't find in predominantly black environments. But the question is, how do we prepare ourselves and our children for racial encounters? Because ultimately, that's what it boils down to. It doesn't just boil down to being around white people. It's how do we teach and prepare our children for racial encounters? So, fellas, how do you do that is that possible is there a need to do that what are some of your thoughts oh i want you to go first on this one bro
2: uh john eric clark said that the african in america has no friends we are our own best friends right um i try to it's a hard balance because when i came to this country uh I had a love-hate relationship with other Black people, specifically African-Americans, because I was that strange little kid with the funny accent that didn't dress the same, they didn't eat the same foods and so on. So I gravitated towards people that were more welcoming to me, right? And typically those were white people, Latinos and so so on. Um, It wasn't until I think, as I was entering into high school, that I started recognizing that some of those relationships may not necessarily be natural relationships. And what I mean by that is natural relationships in the sense that you're my friend because we both find things mutually um, beneficial to one another or things that we have in common. Some of those relationships were because I was that token black person. Right. Sure. And that learning process, that transition was not only interesting, but also painful in ma- many regards. Um, so now, as an adult, painful having, album. painful in the sense that you would find someone that you thought was, you had a genuine relationship mm-hmm. with, only to realize that you were being fetishized in some regard. or that, like I said, or that you were that token in that experience. Sure. Um, Now, as an adult, 40 years old, looking back at it, I find myself hoping and trying to teach my children that, one, for the most part, you are the only person that you can really count on to make sure that your encounters are as best as they can be. And that, two, yes, not all white people are racist. However, in many instances, they're going to be racist adjacent and you need to be prepared for that. And I try to make sure also, and it's difficult because there's a balance you want to, you want to raise racially and socially aware children, but in the same token, you don't want to always, um, turn them into little militants especially as young as they are because that's not going to be beneficial to their growing posture and to those people that are looking at them as they're growing up teachers and so on so I'm at a position now where I need to try and strike that balance and it's hard at times because the the quote-unquote militant in me wants to tell these tell them like tell these little white kids to fuck off and you know so on and so forth but at the same time I that that's not that's my 40 year old ass trying to (laughs) <laughs> you know live vicariously to my kids and i can't i can't push that on them so to try and get them to understand okay what these interactions mean and possibly how they should look at them and then ultimately how they should react it's a difficult balance but i mean that's where i am with it what about you guys yes sir it's easy oh, go
1: okay, ahead bro cool. <laughs>
2: um
0: yeah no i think uh i think it is a i agree with you about it being a balance between um preserving i guess the innocence of childhood almost um with the with the awareness or enough awareness so that they don't become like you said militant uh i was raised by a militant hippie (laughs) my mother so uh i think that that balance and nuance uh is a little simpler uh for me anyway um i try to just make sure my boys are more aware of microaggressions um and those small things like you know racism isn't always going to be a hate you know what i'm saying (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, sometimes it's like hey does this friend you have have any other black friends or any other friends that aren't white um do they say things to you like hey you're not like these other kids right um and and making sure that they're aware um, that just because someone recognizes or treats you nicely as an individual, um, you still have to be aware of their attitudes towards groups. Um, something simple that's quote unquote, yeah, you know, um, something simple that, that's race blind um, that I try to teach the boys is pay attention to how people will treat um, those that they would think of as less than. Um, if you're at a restaurant, how does this person talk to their server? How does your friend treat the cafeteria worker at your school? Um, Number one. Who said, yeah. yeah, you know, who says hi to the janitor? Um, mm-hmm. Stuff like that. Uh, because that will give a stronger idea or easier recognition of the class dynamics, um, which is usually gonna also, just as a blanket oh, yeah, cover yeah, race. yeah. yeah. Um, and you know, I don't have a problem with them being anti capitalist uh, or viewed as little anti capitalist, uh, they'll have less problems with that than being viewed as you know, baby Black Panthers, yeah, uh, yeah, as far as matriculating that's through school and shit. That's uh, that's uh, that's true. True. um, but I also want them to be baby Black Panthers, yeah, so I mean, I don't know that that's my take. I, I definitely try to make sure it's something they're aware of. Um, I grew up in the neo-confederacy here in Mississippi, so I have, yeah, you know, I had white friends quote unquote that told me straight up like, hey, you know, Turner, I like you. I think we're cool. We can hang out, but I'll never be able to take you to my dad's house like Mm. these gays black people. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Confederate flag, belt buckle wearing white boys that, you know, might be cool with me on the individual level because. We're in ROTC together,
2: or whatever. Right, so, or you um, play sports together, or whatever. Yeah, yeah you know, but autos.
0: exactly. But they're not. They'll never. They're never going to come visit me in my church, <laughs> my all black yeah. church. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um. So I, I just try to make sure the boys are aware of stuff like that, or levels like that. There are other things that you can see and be aware of, and just know, like, hey, are are these people kicking in the same kind of place? Yeah. Um,
2: crush.
3: What you got, crush?
4: Well. I mean, I you know, not not being a parent, but definitely being, being a proud uncle and uh, you know, relating to my own experience growing up. You know, I uh, I did grow to go to a a Catholic school, a predominantly white Catholic school for, for elementary school, from first to eighth grade. And um, I remember the choices that uh, my sister and I made when it was time to go to high school. And uh, she went to a predominantly white high school. I went to a predominantly black high school. Um, you know, this was a decision that my mother uh, was uh, kind of conflicted about and I could see why at the time um, in terms of the kind of the quality of education I was asking for versus mm. what my sister was asking for. Mm. Um, but the truth being told, um, I felt like I, I had missed out on something. I remember feeling that way, um, going from first to eighth grade. And um, a lot of my, friend, my other friends, you know, my, my black friends ended up going to that high school too. So I have kind of followed their lead. Um, you know, I do wonder if maybe uh, the choices i made maybe affected my view on certain things. And, you know, how would I impart that to a child? Because I know, you know, reflecting back, there were definitely many microaggressions and some, some perspectives about me and, and um, people like me that I kind of just uh, rolled with, you know, mm-hmm. in high school versus mm-hmm. what my sister may have gone through um, in her school. You know, um, she, uh, she was one of a handful of, uh, of, black, of black people there. And um, she did afford a lot. She had a lot more resources than I did, Um, but I would say that you know I don't really regret you know making the choices I made. But what I would tell you know my niece and nephew or the child that we may adopt next year, um, I would definitely be be more uh, give them more of a sensitivity to the reality to the larger realities you know going on. I wouldn't want them. I wouldn't want them to be militant. And you know, but I mean, a, a part of me does want a little Huey. From Boondocks, yeah, right. you know what I'm saying? A <laughs> it does want that, of course, you know, and a lot of people actually expect that from Boondocks. Uh, but uh, but the reality is that, um, like, like Elle said, you know, how they're going to navigate life like this, you know, like the, our guest said, they're going navigate, to navigate through uh through school um, with that kind of attitude, you know, it can be uh, inherently, uh, you know, uh, detrimental in the long run. But um, at the same time, I want them to be informed. You know, I want them to have perspective you know, that not all white people are racist, but like I just said, they right, definitely, definitely racist adjacent. No, and um, yeah. and that, that's something that they have to be able to, you know, be able to use their minds and their wits um, quickly on how to navigate, on how to, uh, you know, communicate, navigate, and uh, get over those things, you know. So in a way, it is personal. <laughs> you know, but you might tell them it's not personal, but it is part, and part it is personal and cultural. And, um, you know, that's not something they have to understand, but at least be aware of.
3: I think for me uh, and my dif- my view is going to be probably a little different than the rest of you guys, which is fine. Uh, I'm not concerned about raising my children to be militant or radical. I think oftentimes when we use that militant or radical term when it comes to our children, it's for their own protection. Uh, because we don't want them to be isolated or viewed differently or mistreated because they're smaller statute and they're not developed enough to be able to handle themselves. Uh, And I think that's where I come in, where I develop them and I help them to be able to navigate those things on that scale from their developmental standpoint. So for me, when it comes to dealing with white people, I don't take the not all white people are racist perspectives. I take the exact opposite perspective. I take the perspective that all white people are racist until you are able to develop some sort of possible relationship with them and they prove otherwise. Yeah. Uh, and I take that stance from this st- simply when I was coming up, you know, raising the hood we were taught that we don't talk to strangers. We assumed that every stranger was a person to do you harm. right yeah. That we looked both ways crossing the street because yep. any particular car driven by anyone could cause you harm, based off of historical data and evidence that we see throughout history of the way black people have been treated. Be when careful how you talk about this, stuff. Proximity of white people. It is a danger to us in more cases than not. So it's important for me to teach my children that yes, being in close proximity of white people, there is a large potential danger in a variety of forms. Mm -hmm. So as they get older, I can teach them about going to places where there's going to be a predominantly white crowd. When they're in school, I can teach them how to navigate when they have a predominantly white teaching staff. I think we do a disservice to our children in many instances when we don't have upfront, age appropriate of course, honest conversations with our children about race. And I think in many instances is because a lot of parents are not equipped to have those conversations with their children, mm-hmm. uh, they, uh, go go expound on that. Some way they have not, not equipped. They know what racism is. They know what being called a nigger looks like. Right. They know what it means to have the old white lady click the alarm on her car when they walk by, clutch her purse. They, and they all know that, right. all of those things, but they don't. Race theory. Yeah, they don't know. <clears throat> The historical aspects of things that took place in their own city, Mm -hmm. how those laws and policies are put in place, those things. And I think those types of historical things gives us a grander view, a larger view and a deeper understanding of how white supremacy works. Mm -hmm. So for me, I tend to take a more
2: militant, radical approach when it comes to raising my children. No, what does, when you say that, what does that mean exclusively? Are you just, you just have an unabashed conversation with your children? Yeah, yeah. And I'm okay. speaking, I'm saying yeah, militant okay. and radical because that's
3: the language that we're using uh, you, here uh, on the podcast. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, I understand. I mean, understood, 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 I, I, yeah. I mean ra- radical yet age appropriate. Yeah, because I, I don't think they're, they're, they're radical and militant at all. I yes, would, but I mean, oh, is that,
4: radicalism, honestly, how yeah. can
2: radicalism be age appropriate? Either you're going to have that conversation. Yeah, I'm, I'm curious about, about that. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean,
0: even, even in terms of
2: radicalism, right?
0: Ain't none of ain't, these kids ain't putting on no bomb tests like, exactly. <laughs> like what are we
3: saying? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> I mean, of course. Yeah. yeah. So for me, I'm just using the language
2: that we're using on the show. Yeah. Totally radical.
3: Uh, okay. Gotcha. So and so, so and to I, be don't, fair, I would
2: even go ahead. Now I was going to say, and to be fair, the environment that we've all grown up in is going to be much, much different from the environments that our children are growing up in especially just given if we're going to take I'm not okay better or worse I think just different Thank you. Cause I think hey, there's, there are people what, that are more what? aware. I don't think it's necessarily better per se, because I don't think necessarily that because our children are growing up in the environment that they're growing up in now with the social awareness that we're seeing Well, everybody's now, environment is, everybody who grows up, grows up in a different stage in a different era.
3: But that's is what, but that's what I'm be saying. You're not going to compare so.
2: the era that your, parent, your parents grew up in and the things they had to face in necessarily exact same as what you've grown up in. There are similarities. Yeah. They're not. They're not oh, I would
3: say same. if was, I would say if it was better or worse though, I would make that comparison. So you
2: would say that it's worse or that it's better?
3: I would it's say different. that it's, it's it's different. But what my grandparents' experience was worse, right? Because it was more external that they faced,
2: right? Right. right.
3: And now what we're facing is more internal, which is growing. To be more external, thanks to that orange dude we got in the office. So, I'm not quite sure what my kids are going to experience, whether it's going to be better or worse. Of course, I know it's going to be different, but I mean, whether it's going to be better or in a worse. Way,
4: in a way, I, in a way it is, I don't want to just say that it's better. In a, way, right. in a, way, in a way, right. way, it is worse. It's much more insidious now. Mm-hmm. Exactly. To, to the point where you have your own people out there screaming in the streets about how racism doesn't exist.
2: And no, no, and no. Okay, this, and I want to make sure that I'm very clear. The reason why I say what I said is because, given our current environment, right? I think that our children are going to grow up in an era where they, and at least some or more—I won't say some, more of the um, other non-people of color—are more aware of what's going on in the environment. That's not necessarily to say that they agree with the same. The I don't know if we can so not yeah, that is
3: if that's accurate or not. I don't know Right. what do we use to measure that? What are you going to use to
2: measure whether there's more people? I mean, time aware. would only time. Yeah, only time will be able to really yeah. reflect that. So
0: because I mean, if we're talking, if we're talking strictly awareness, I mean they had whole picnics when people was yeah. getting lynched. Like this is stuff that was that was National tell like word, party. Right? Yeah, parties. Yeah, parties for it. Yeah, they they knew they been on what was going yeah. on. Um, I think I think what we see or the difference is um, is that it's easier for an individual to have a platform, whoever they are, um, because of social media. Um, your your guy that was just standing on the newspaper on the corner holding his flyer out and screaming to people in our parents' generation um, now can have. Fifty thousand followers on YouTube. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. Um, that the the these are where the differences lie. Now to the to the degree of whether or not they're better or worse, I think it's honestly potentially much worse, especially with the way racism is currently, with this external racism currently on the rise. Um, before you could go home from school and you don't know what the hell little Johnny thinks at home, but as soon as you not pick no up more. your phone. Yeah, man, Johnny's you know. mom
2: is
3: on. Um, <laughs>
0: little Johnny's <dirty laughs> mom, Karen, <laughs> like,
2: is out there now. Exactly. You know so, what I'm saying? So
3: they set on PlayStation cursing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Open them up. Yeah. The the yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so,
4: like, yeah,
2: it's, yeah. you know. It's, I don't know, man. It's, it's level. It's okay. For me, I'm looking at, like, the way You're these young kids write. <laughs>
1: The way it's these okay, young bro, kids listen. no no no
2: no because you know my, my hope level is really draining, but at this point like I'm looking at <laughs> these. <laughs> you <might> not have <laughs> I know I might not have <laughs> but I'm looking at these young kids right now out on the streets and they protesting and they don't they're not about the shits, you know what I'm saying? I mean, so for me, proof? my I no, want my kids, big, my kids bro. are now yeah. growing up in an environment where it is okay not to be about the shits. Whereas me growing See. up and looking at my kids and trying to rear my kids, I'm weary of them becoming militant whereas yeah, these they, kids, they don't care if they're militant or not you're going yeah, they're yeah. going to get their message across regardless and you you could take a lead. at least that's the perspective uh I get L, right? they haven't yeah.
4: been through l's boot camp
2: yet yeah i yeah. want them 90-day like, oh, <laughs> the I mean, like, so <laughs> boot
4: camp <laughs> so but the but rain like, in think- the snow <laughs>
0: I think even that is like, even that is a sign of one of the things that's changed because even in the previous civil rights movement, you had cast that was equally about that action. They just didn't get media attention. They're not the people
2: who are being written about and talked about. And they talking. weren't afraid they to get really resist. mashed on, on in public for no goddamn yeah, reason. Yeah, yeah, I mean, like
1: nah, they, Man, it, it what, was plenty, sure it was plenty of like that. civil
0: <laughs> rights activists that was not with that passive resistance shit, but was like, nah, knock their ass out. Like I mean, one, what one
4: thing that one thing that's, that's apparent with this generation versus you know, the last you know the last movement is like you know no clear cut. Centralized figurehead, mm-hmm. you know, that is uh, that people are constantly referring to, constantly... King, bro.
3: Sean King, <laughs> I mean, you mean, I
4: mean I'm not saying that in, in a bad sense because it, it looks like it looks like a many, like a many headed dragon. There are many voices that are there, are many very, very intelligent. And prominent and hard working voices out yeah, there. Yeah, who, yeah. it's a decentralized get, who, movement. Who are now getting yeah. police protection around the clock uh, for so, for saying so, what so they're so saying on social media for for,
3: for, yeah. for, for tweets. Yeah, mm-hmm. so what I mean, I get I, 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 I,
4: I, I get credit for <laughs> <to> them for <laughs> right here. I, I give them credit for actually not giving you know white supremacy a clear cut target. You know oh, yeah.
3: I mean, I guess, that's, I but I mean even, even, that's even what to happened. that point, though. Because that's what
4: happened to Malcolm and, and, Martin, and Martin, you know what I'm saying? Once they were gone, all the hope drained out. You know
0: mm-hmm. Well, I mean, yeah, I was going to say there there was some sustained type co-intel pro campaigns. There, <laughs>
3: yeah, white people, white people's always been with the shits. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um... Hoover, Hoover's the most <laughs> evil motherfucker ever. 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 Yeah. Evil. <laughs> evil.
0: Yeah, we have no boy. Um but that's one of the, so that's one of the things, and maybe I could get into that more in the next segment too, because I yeah, think um yeah, I think gonna, this whole the school thing is one of those things that's gonna fuck that we're, up. We're gonna
3: move past this, yeah, We're trying we're to, gonna keep we're our, gonna try to keep our one white listener happy. So. <laughs> <laughs> they, they they dropped out
2: after L said he doesn't give two shits about the joke. So we might as well cancel that, cancel that right out. So we did not have a writer tonight for our black box segment, but th- and that's cool. But if you want to get your emails and comments shared on the show, of course, you can always message us on our Facebook page, or you can send us an email to in the black podcast at gmail.com. Um we are about to take <laughs> <is> my letter. This <laughs> month. So you, you can never make light-skinned people happy. get that. <laughs> So we are about a week, less than a week. No, 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 about a week and a half away from the start of the NBA season or the restart, I should say, of the NBA season. (sighs) Um, The NBA recently approved that players that are coming back into this sustained COVID bubble had the permission to wear pre-approved social justice messages on their jerseys, in place of their last names, um, there's been a lot of uproar and controversy surrounding this. Um, many people have argued about what messages they were going to have on their jersey. People like LeBron James and uh, what's my man's name um, Butler uh, he plays in Miami now. Jimmy Butler. Brother. Jimmy Butler. Thank you. Uh, have don't be decided against it. <laughs> Don't, so don't LeBron James has decided that he's just going to wear his name on the back. Jimmy of the said I
3: don't want no fucking name.
2: Jimmy Butler said I'm not putting any name. And I mean All black. He, he made he made perfect sense when you hear him explain why he he decided that. Now the question becomes how come black people keep falling for the banana in the pale, in the tailpipe? Woo-hoo. Is is this cuz we're talking about these Changes Not offended on the white the, people. You about to offend just, the black people. Go ahead. <laughs> we're talking we're about a multicultural
3: these, fencer here. Go
2: ahead. We're consistent. So we're talking about these changes on the fringes. You know what I'm saying? These changes on the fringes or these grand gestures that black people seem to get wrapped up in. Meanwhile, other groups are making hard and concrete changes for themselves. What other groups are you talking about there, Sean? we're talking about latinos latinos if we're going to say that latinos have had an issue with daca and with everything that's been going on in the trump administration they've been on the streets fighting for daca hands down period because they know that's the battle that needs to be fought meanwhile we We activate ourselves around issues like George Floyd. And then slowly but surely, you hear folks say, okay, well, we're going to give money to black causes. Like, oh, okay, great. And then you see people put the fist down and they take their, you know, they take their Malcolm X shirt off and they go back home. And then nothing, things don't really make any concrete movement, at least from what I'm seeing. Right? Maybe I'm wrong. We're seeing other, we're seeing changes here and there. Nah, but bro, the argument right. becomes, are these changes concrete? Are they superficial? What's the deal? And I think that's where the, the where our discussion should start. So what do Absolutely. you guys think? These changes like with the NBA that we're seeing and so on, are these, is everything no. worth it? Or is it just no. bullshit? they just bullshit. Yeah.
4: Com- completely, utterly
3: irrelevant. Absolute bullshit.
4: It's symbolic, just- Patronizing.
3: Yeah, shut the fuck up, and Here you go. Here's the yeah. Chew on this shit. It's very, it's very <laughs> nice. Literally. Listen, man, these motherfuckers gave the players a list of things that they can put on the mm. back of their. They gave, they say it different? in a different way. The predominantly white leadership mm-hmm. in the NBA gave the predominantly black players a list of things that they can put on the back of their jersey, things that are directly affecting primarily black folks. The mm-hmm. black players didn't even have the fucking say. Not on what love- they could put on the back <sighs> of their shit. They had to take it off of a list that they was given. So these motherfuckers is putting shit like equality on the back of their fucking jerseys. Right out of here like you literally can't put what you want there was a different way that the, the NBA could have partnered with the players to do something different that would have been more effective allow the players to put the names of those who have been slain at the hands of black police officers That'd on the be. back of their jerseys right. that would have been a play and so <laughs> when, when, I, when LeBron been. goes up to dunk on somebody Look at George Floyd dunking on Breonna Taylor. You got it. Um, I have a question. Mm. Yeah. I, I, I have one question, especially being
4: you know the non-sports head in, in the room.
0: Me too. Um,
4: uh, <laughs> where the
3: hell is fucking Jay Z, <laughs> bruh? Where the bruh? Well, doing what any wise man would be doing if he was married to Beyonce right about now. <laughs>
1: Well regardless I'm that's, saying, that's, that's, crazy, 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 that's a given. Like, bro, Crane, that's right. a given.
4: That's a given bro. You're, <laughs> supposed, to, you're supposed to be fruitful with that. <laughs> you're supposed to be fruitful. That's a given. That's <laughs> the key, Craig. That was a given. What that was in the li- that was in the license, bro. That was in the marriage license. That like, I will reproduce with this until I am dead. <laughs> oh, aside, from that, aside from that, bro, where the hell you at?
0: He's yeah, supposed man. to be the owner of, of the net.
4: Well, right? oh, yeah. well, is he the majority is there, or is he just nah, he's is nothing, sold it? This he's
2: not, not even he anything anymore, man. Wow. Excuse me, he did what? He
3: I don't think he owns that anymore. I believe if I'm not and I'll look it up here while we're I thought on this the this air was and long term partnership to help out. Nah, he has a long he had a long term deal. He made a deal with the NFL to help with their social justice initiative.
2: Mm -hmm. I think he's a really
3: minority owner of the Nets, if anything anymore. If I'm not mistaken, I think he sold his ownership. But he was a very small minority owner. He was the black face of that Mm -hmm. ownership party in order to bring players in or bring fans into. Brooklyn to see the Nets because the Nets were competing we're and just moving, moving from yeah with the Knicks. So he ain't shit, ain't been shit. So okay. there should be no expectation. And I'm with you, crush. Many people unfortunately fall for the celebrity seduction bullshit. Mm-hmm. They put up a celebrity in front of some shit and we fall right in line with it. Next thing you know, oh well, maybe they're gonna make change. Black Not people, a, a lot thing. of us love this. Well, it's a start type of mentality. Yeah, yeah. We on some instruction, man. We been some start start for yeah, we've been on some time for 40 years.
4: Yeah. Uh, it's, yeah. Yeah, it's been, it's been, it's been, 50 years at this point. Yeah, yeah, it's been a, it's been a, the longest false start Damn. Of, of, of human history.
0: For real. Um, That's
4: a whole, a whole history of false starts.
0: For real. I think a lot of that is the way that we're taught about um, systemic racism in this country too. It's like there was slavery, there was Jim Crow, then the Civil Rights Act passed, and
3: racism was ended forever. Like, that I had to,
0: like, that I had to
3: component, too, that we miss out on these discussions is racism for me is different than racism for LeBron James. Exactly. And I say it's only different from the standpoint of LeBron has money that can isolate and protect him from some of the things Mm -hmm. that Elgin goes through. There's a class dynamic there that we tend to fall in love with by thinking that oftentimes when black people get to a certain income level
2: that Mm -hmm. they are, you know, Invincible to race, you, you got to be careful how you make that message, Elgin. You sounding very Jason Whitlockish right yeah, now because you know up. that's the same he shit, shit he says a lot. Man, like did, LeBron it, doesn't experience did, racism did, uh, because LeBron, and that's why I said he needs
4: to be careful. Didn't how this house get sprayed up or vandalized or something?
2: Yeah, and that was anyway, but yeah,
4: but even even at that point, right, his house getting spray painted.
0: Don't mean shit. He got millions of dollars. That's a yeah, nah. he, you take care yeah. of that he a, with he no problem. A
2: painter
3: in the middle of the night to have no <laughs> yeah. right. and, and not even Man. paint right. over the shit. Knock yeah, just over. knock it down and build the <laughs> <things>. oh, <that's laughs>
0: the Like, <build> bro, <laughs> awesome. you know what? I wanted my house a different color anyway. Like,
1: <laughs> uh,
3: <laughs> <laughs> Trade something with the painter to have him come out, But I think that's part of this, man. I, I'm really disappointed with the NBA players. I'm disappointed with them for a number of reasons. I don't think they should be playing for number one, man. Ooh. I think it's incredibly dangerous. Dude, I, I don't understand. the ultimate sign I don't of the monster of capitalism, man. Real. Literally, all this is. And the thing is, the NBA players have to play this season. Because the next automated. season is when they actually go back to, or if they didn't play this season, the owners could take them to the table next season to have the whole collective to bargaining meet the
2: contractual and, obligation and hit them with the head and hit them up with the head with and, the head and wow. take money
3: away from. So they literally had to put their lives in danger. Because I don't think that's being expressed enough. Yeah. COVID nineteen is still killing <laughs> people. People are oh, yeah. still dying Man. from this. And I, I'm just, I'm just really disappointed, man, that these cats is playing. I understand the passion of the game, man. I understand. <laughs> bruh,
2: they could have. Capitalism is of a game. brutal so oversteer. In <laughs> a bubble, capitalism is get the get most get brutal oversteer ever. Bubble, bro. But you know, you still, I think part of the problem also, specifically to what Elgin just said, is that you have a lot of voices, a lot of voices that benefit from them playing, making the argument that they should play. And I only use Stephen A. Smith because he's probably the most notable blackface making that type of argument. That, hey, you brothers get paid a lot of money. This is your job. Go ahead, if the opportunity is there to work, you should be working, especially right now when you take into consideration that millions of people okay. are unemployed and you have an opportunity to work. Is Stephen A's ass how, in
4: the, how, how's, uh, I, in the I, bubble? Who knows
2: what's going on with Stephen A? I'm just saying that no, I, I recognize the fact that Taylor Stephen Rooks is there, checked.
4: How's this how is this season supposed to work exactly? I mean, so right, when I, the season hey, starts
2: next games with people I, in the seats, the 30s
3: televised. Yeah, the 30s. Next, yeah.
2: yeah, televised. It's no, 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 no,
3: fans. no, no fans. it's not gonna be not gonna be oh, no, 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 no fans, fans, but they're, they're no gonna fans. play a
2: total of 88 games for the pre for the remainder of the season and then start the playoffs immediately after that. It's so, a weird it, setup, man. It is. They even got a- they got an official NBA snitch line too that you yeah, can tell on yeah. motherfuckers if they if they leave the bubble and come back in because you know they could possibly contaminate the bubble or infect.
3: So them. you've already had some notable players, man, catch COVID mm-hmm. and leave. And these cats are like, Yeah, I'm gonna go home and get healed and you know and come back in some
2: more and, and then come back. And I'm like, what? Nah dude. Nah, yeah. dude. Nah, I'm good with that. Nah, I'm good with that. And people gave what's my man's name? Um homeboy to play. He plays for the uh for the Lakers, Bradley. That he ended up saying, "Nah, I got my son. He has he said no. issues already." And he said, I did, he's not going, Avery but, Bradley, people, he's like, no. but people gave him the business though. They were like, why sure. wouldn't you go? This is not your son. You know, you isolate your family. You stay in the bubble for the time. And you got an opportunity to win a chip and all this other stuff. And that's one of the reasons why I started Fuckin the conversation chip. off. But Jesus. that's what I'm saying. That's why I started the conversation off with, it seems as though black people consistently fall for the banana in the tailpipe. You get all of this extra going on over here and you forget what the primary thing is. Yes, you are a million dollar, uh, you're a millionaire. You have an opportunity to continue to make millions, but are millions worth your life or your family's life? Sure. And, and when Kyrie said,
3: when Kyrie Irving came out and said that he thought the NBA players should not play and focus on social justice issues, they fired his ass up. Man, boy. listen,
2: they lit his ass up. Like, I think part of the part of the problem was how he messaged it too, because there was some there was some funky stuff in how he talked about it, but. I I was down for the root of the premise. It was like, dope. We need. I to- thought the premise
3: was genius, man. Spot I don't know how think you say that makes- because. Well, I I agree. His delivery was trash, and I don't necessarily <laughs> think that he was the person who should have delivered the message. Factually, factual. Kyrie and, and, and so, Yeah, Kyrie and Dwight Howard <laughs> leading the charge on this conversation. <laughs> right. Right. And these motherfuckers right here. Uh, it's. They came out with some really kooky, weird language that they use that black people would understand if they heard and be like, oh, okay, yeah, you know. I want can make sense shit. of that boo. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But it was some shit that the white media got a hold of and they tried to chop it up. And but they really tried to vilify Kyrie for taking his stance. Okay. Uh, saying that he can actually, you know, you can play basketball and still be about social justice. And I'm like,
2: yeah, you can, but <laughs> <laughs> and you see, wow. but you see, what's interesting about that is that after that argument was made, not too long haven't, after you that haven't argument heard it in a while either, true. But the reason why you haven't heard it is because almost immediately, well, not I won't say immediately, but not Come too on. long after that argument was made is when they p- gave you the premise of, okay, we're going to give you the opportunity to put those things on the back of your jersey. That's how I said you keep falling for the banana and the Pass tailpipe, I. yeah. So I'm like, at this stage, I really don't know. Um what is because one of the arguments that was also made earlier this week in reference to the Washington team changing their name, many people said that this was actual structural change that happened on the behalf of native Americans. Now, for me, it also seems like banana and tailpipe stuff. And I want to make sure that I'm very clear. Okay. I'm not saying it's not relevant because Having a name like that that's lasted 87 years for people that have been fighting and almost that their voices are almost never heard. I would never say that that's not important. Right. However, that name being changed and how people are living on reservations and how. Native Americans in this country have a higher rate of alcoholism than the majority of any other group. Any other group, bro. <laughs> Those things get killed by police more than this. So I'm saying are which one is it is is the name as as great as the name being changed is and it should be 100%. How do you weigh that with actual structural and systemic change that will help Native Americans? I don't, think
3: they're, American I, I don't think they're the same. I don't think the name change is a or should be viewed as a social justice, Native American, okay. indigenous people victory. Uh, I, I, Cause literally, I, I think it'll make them feel satisfied and make them feel good. And maybe that is a victory for them. Right. Uh, and So I'm trying not to speak for them in a manner that would come across- Cause you're not, as I, get it, I get it, I get it. Right, that's right, not right. my thing. But for me, I don't view that as something that is going to actually be make their lives overall better. I'm seeing Redskins on the back of football stuff, and I'm trying to make sure I do it in such a manner that I'm not being crude towards them. But seeing it on the back of their stuff makes them feel bad and upset and angry, but they still go back to their reservations and have the same foundational issues that they had. Mm -hmm. Those foundational issues are still going to be there even if their Washington football team changes, when they change their name to something different. Yeah. Their lives Absolutely. are still going to be just as, yeah.
2: Listen, I want to make sure that once again, I'm a DT and I'm going to let you run, jump in after this. All right. I want to make sure that we are very clear because we did have a full segment last week about this, this specific yes. thing, the name change and how important it was and how much of a big Incredibly deal. Incredibly important. Incredibly yes. important after its 87 year history and after yes. Daniel Snyder said he would never, in all caps, change the name. Yeah. So we're not trying to minimize the name not change at all. At all. What we're trying to do is to make sure that we see the balance between what has been done and what should be done or what we believe should be done. So go ahead, DT. All right, um, so thinking of the the
0: struggle there of like trying to stay in our lane and not really speak for natives and what's a victory for them, um, more of a I think one to one example or one to one comparison is what recently happened in Mississippi. Um, Finally, the they decided to remove the Confederate emblem from the flag, right? Um, which, in and of itself, is a victory that people have been fighting for since before I was born. Right. Um, right. However, so the fuck what? Like, um, you still have you still have parchment prison, um, which is literally a plantation. Bruh, literally, um, <laughs> you still have. To that degree, the prison system in Mississippi, um, the state the of Mississippi,
3: Mississippi- by itself is just fucked up.
0: bro. listen, they make more money from prison labor like than anything. Like if you stop prison labor in the state of Mississippi, the entire county will grind to a halt. Fucking hell, I don't give I I don't get that flag. My boys like, boy, yeah. still gonna wear it on their belt buckles and on their trucks and everywhere else. What damn difference do it,
3: man? You're gonna wear it even more now. <laughs>
0: Oh so okay. like, we, 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 uh, up, do, hold up. We don't want to sound like
2: hypocrites. Uh, we all, uh, no, we, we don't <laughs> want to sound... Because we have also said that these things are relevant in the social scheme of things. Sure right? they are. Right? So, Absolutely. So so are we saying that these... And
1: they, gest- and they are. Are these and they gest- are. Are. Are not, gestures...
2: Are these gestures just the, the the jumping off point, and we just we're hoping that's what we I'm saying? We be I'm satisfied. not
3: satisfied. No, we should not be satisfied. Okay. We're okay. I want to make sure know. Make people know that we clear no, on no, no, this no, shit. No, no, so no, 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 So, no, 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 so no, no. Pete,
0: right? So, Pete, Pete, Pete. Um, I think I think Malcolm X has a good quote about this. Um, where he says, "If you stick a knife in my bag nine inches, pull it out six, that's not progress. Right. Um, even if you pull it out the rest of the way, you're still not making progress. You don't because make progress to heal the wound, right? Um." Taking the Confederate flag down and still having active plantations is barely moving the knife. I'm mm. not gonna be grateful that you took the knife a little bit out of my back. Yeah. I'm still stabbed and bleeding. <laughs> mm. Mm. Um there are damn near 30 states made a, a Black Lives Matter statement. One. One state defunded the police. What, like, what does this shit mean? <laughs> It's pacifiers, it's placators. It's enough to where there are people all the time on the ground, community organizers and activists that are doing this work every single day, day in and day out. However, it only gets attention when you get a celebrity, when you get a popping media story, when you get some attention. Now what, what happens with the powers that be or the media, they give these placating gestures so that the noise dies down. That's why you have all these false starts. Because if you don't have the noise, who gives a damn about these anonymous, invisible people that's out there talking to legislators and writing letters to representatives and calling their mm-hmm. aldermen and doing all this stuff? I give you, That motherfuckers don't matter,
2: yeah. <laughs> yeah. The hashtag that. dead
0: that's now, I'm on sure, to the yeah. next.
2: Yeah, the hashtag been dead. Yeah, you're right about that. <laughs> no. is. No, no. All right, we're gonna take a quick break, but when we come back, we're gonna talk about how we can keep our teachers from being pushed into the schools and catching the cooties. So uh, <laughs> stick around. We'll be right back. This is the conversation.com. You're home for the Wrap up show with me, Jay Cleveland Payne. The Wrap up show is a podcast that lets you in on the news. You get a chance to vote on this news stories that you believe are most important. Interact with the news stories posted on Twitter via TH underscore conversation and Facebook at this is the conversation. Then check out the podcast every weekend to find out what top 10 stories per se you made it to the list. At its home, this is the conversation.com or wherever your favorite pods are cast. And we're back. Light-skinned people, you can never trust them. In the previous segment, we were talking about... <laughs> in the previous segment, we talked about should you allow your kids to have friends that are non-people of color and how you prepare them for uh, a white world. We also discussed... How can we keep falling for the banana in the tailpipe? Are these grand gestures really meaning anything in the bigger scheme of things and how we get social change and racial justice? Um, what we're about to talk about now actually is near and dear to my heart as a parent. So I'm going to let DT go ahead and uh, kick it off. Go ahead, man. All
0: right. Uh, hey, everybody. It's your boy, Don Teasy, man. Uh, back at it again. Uh, I am or have been recently uh, named the head of the Mississippi chapter of the Refuse to Return movement. Um, What Refuse to Return is about uh, It's a coalition of teachers, parents, concerned community members who are stating simply that campuses should remain closed unless they're in a county that has gone 14 consecutive days with no new cases of COVID. Um, this is something that even Cheetolini suggested before, you know, he started worrying about money. Um, the straight from CDC suggestions, who guidelines. This isn't some radical new idea that lazy teachers came up with. Um, it's common sense stuff. Schools are breeding grounds for disease and bacteria and just, just period. That's why if one kid gets lice, damn near the whole school shuts down. We're talking about a deadly pandemic here. Um, and putting women and children at risk, primarily. When you're talking about schools, that that's what you're talking about. Mostly women, teachers, and faculty, and children. In any other scenario, in any other context, these would be the people that we would protect first. And yet, for the sake of the economy, for the sake of profit, for the sake of quote-unquote normalcy, we're in a rush to put them in the danger. Um, I'm gonna talk specifically about Mississippi because that's, that's what I know. Um, in Mississippi, you have school districts that are not offering distance learning or virtual options at all. Um, straight come back to the school building. Let's get it. Um and what's so hold happening, on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, No fucking where? No, no, there's some there are some districts. See, we have the oh, state leadership. Say, yeah, the... no, 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 The the white districts with money. Oh,
3: well, okay. There we go. There
0: we have <laughs> The still active segregation academies, All right? You know what I'm saying. These are these are the schools that have that. no problem, no questions asked. Yeah. Some of the some of the poor black schools who have got Title One funding or Title Nine funding, title nine, sure, um, they're they're able to offer some distance learning because they they uh, started like one to one student device initiatives already
2: for right.
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah um, but even, when you're talking about the state union,
4: who's 50th in even education,
0: you got a whole bunch even of schools that don't classrooms. have that. On top of that, you even have schools in the Delta and in some of the poor regions, they don't even have the infrastructure for internet connectivity. Yeah, uh, right. So I mean, that to, to be fair to, to decision makers, that's a real concern, right? That's a real barrier to have to worry about when you're talking about educating children. Um however I've spoken to parents and students in those areas. They'd rather somebody get them a hot spot than uh put them in a fucking classroom. Uh, oh yeah. <laughs> and I agree. Uh so what the what the problem is and what Mississippi is facing and what other states are facing is Secretary Betsy DeVos, um, who quite frankly she don't who she don't have the credentials to teach in a mississippi classroom at any public school in the state with the worst education in the country why in the fuck is she making decisions um she's a business person she cares about the economy she needs parents at work if parents if students are in the school building parents can go back to work but here's the thing neither neither of those situations should be happening But what's being created is a situation where parents are being pitted against teachers, even though most teachers are also parents. Um, The truth of the matter is we as a society have to put people first. We have to prioritize our people. Every other country on this planet with less resources than ours has managed to figure this out. Hey, Maybe we shouldn't be charging rent. Maybe we shouldn't be charging mortgages. Maybe we shouldn't be making people pay for basic necessities to live when it's not safe for them to leave their homes. This seems like common sense shit to me. You know, I'm just a country boy from Mississippi though, so I don't know. Um, but that's what we're getting together <laughs> to to demand. And it's sad that we have to demand it. Um, there's there's a rally in front of the Mississippi Capitol tomorrow and Refuse to Return is doing a national call to action uh, for the rest of this week and all of next week. Uh, um, where we're reaching out to legislators and decision makers and not requesting, but stating very plainly that we're refusing to go back to unsafe campuses. Um, and uh, we're just collecting and growing our coalition of people that give a damn. Um, and making that uniform, um, because this is a human rights issue. It's not an education issue. It's not a yeah. teacher issue. It's not a partisan issue. I mean, this is this is simple. Let's not kill women and children for the sake of the economy. I don't know how more plain I could make that. Um, but yeah, man, it's it's wild that that's even something that has to be debated on. Um, I haven't heard a single school official mention, for example, how school buses are going to work um mm. what do you what do you do if you have a substitute teacher that says positive she's been to seven different schools in the last week and a half
3: like how do you do social distancing how in this in in classroom where you have 25 kids how do you got you, 25, you 25 students in a 20 by 30 students. space yeah. yeah even with reduced classrooms how do you do it i don't i don't
2: understand
1: so I'm, you're going to play
2: devil's advocate because you know that there's black people and white people, that the, the two white people left listening to the show. <laughs> you're going to ask the question. Go for it. Uh, so DT, mm-hmm. how do you explain these kids that, you know, that they get their lunches from schools? This is how they eat on a daily basis. How do you provide for them? They're not being able to eat while they're still at home and doing all this other stuff. They're already suffering. You already said that you're in one of the poorest states in the union. Mm-hmm. So... Like, how are they going to be able to survive if they don't go to school and get their meals?
3: Somebody wipes well, that shit to get them.
0: All right, so um, I'm glad you mentioned that. We're already paying during a regular school year to feed these children. We don't have to stop feeding them. You can deliver food. Mm. Yeah, you get a fucking 15-passenger band and two drivers to drop their meals off. Mm. It's the same money. It costs the same anyway. amount of money. Sure.
2: <laughs> mm. You don't have to put nobody in the building for that. But DT, there's a a learning gap. Mississippi already suffers from not having the the ranks like 100 and something in the world of educated people. Like, how can you increase this? You're increasing the learning gap here and punishing our kids. Send them back to school so they can learn. So, to that point,
0: that's all the more reason not to go back. You're rushing back to a last place model. Mm. What kind of sense does that make? Um... Now to address that specifically, there are already Mississippi-based companies that started before this pandemic to address these issues. One of those companies is one called Schoolwork. Uh, that's Schoolwork ending in a Q and not a K. They literally have a remote virtual teacher program that was designed to help homeschool students and also students that needed extra attention from school for after-school purposes. This, these are this literally just contracts. You have the funding for it already. Pay these Mississippians to help Mississippi, and because of that, that's infrastructure, that's technology from a Mississippi-based company that can be spread to other states. Now you're growing our economy and helping the greater society at large. Please give me another reason.
3: Crush, <laughs> you, your wife is in the <laughs> education system, right? Where where's she at with all this? Where's she? Uh... Um, you know, you, know,
4: you know, a little bit at her wits end. um, I can <laughs> tell you, I, I can
3: tell you, you know, one part, one little
4: reason that divorce, you know, I won't tell you is that, you know, there's, um, a little, little ka symbol, little ka sound happens every time mm-hmm. a student walks in the building. In yeah. the building. As soon yeah. as they walk in the building, a little kaching the sound building. goes off. Yeah. Another ka sound goes off when they sit the button in the seat. Mm-hmm. Even another could change sound when they turn an attendance report. <laughs> so, how much money does an empty building make? None. That's mm. the boss's vo- premise. The real issue is. You know what I'm saying? So, but those tech companies, you're right, they're stepping up. I know I'm aware, I'm aware of that. They're, they're really trying to find ways to build this digital infrastructure for, for, yeah. for kids. And, and, it- and it's starting to happen. But the Mississippi situation is, is pretty severe. <laughs> Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm, I, to be honest, bro, I'm gonna ask her about that, <laughs> because because I, 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 we, because you know, she does do some work in the south too. So, yeah. um, um, but I had no idea it was that bad. Um, but, yeah, uh, yeah. uh, but, uh, uh, yeah, this, uh, this, uh, this, uh, is a situation where, um, you know, the schools are being forced to, uh, you know, the keyword, the word of the day is hybrid, mm-hmm. and, um. You know, and as soon and as the word- re, A high solution is not going to work. No, because as soon as they put out, put out a, a, some kind of tagline using the word testing and kids, wait, wait you're experimenting on my children? No, <laughs> no, you're not. No, you're not. You're not experimenting on my especially after what happened in Arizona.
2: Mm-hmm. Which For those was, that don't was, know, uh, several teachers that went to, actually went back to school in Arizona to complete or start summer school with a reduced- Student load and all of, of that, it was, it was, everything. It, it was three. Teachers. Ended up catching coronavirus. Yeah, all, all, three all of three them caught, caught it. One of them one died. died. One is still fighting for her life, and one is just just recovering after and, three or four. And,
4: weeks. and they took all Women the and measures. Children. They took all the measures. Yeah, they,
2: they took all, measures. The, they all the measures that the CDC recommended.
4: Yeah. Every measure. Yeah. So no, stay home.
3: I don't know how they. I I don't understand this, man. I, I don't. I, I'm Empty at a buildings loss. don't make money,
4: man. I'm in a lot of So here's,
0: here's, here's, <laughs> here's what's been driving me crazy about this. Four months ago, when this situation was less severe around this country, everybody said, you know what? Maybe we shouldn't do school. What's changed? What has changed between now and March other than literally higher rates of infection? <laughs> don't know. It it makes no sense. You cannot make it make sense. Not if you think about it with people-centered. Now, if you're concerned with profits, if you're concerned with the economy, if you're concerned with getting people back to working and doing labor, you can make it make a
2: lot of sense. That's been the biggest problem with this whole pandemic, that it's exposed the holes in our society for the most part, that Mm -hmm. we kind of knew were there, but we never really had the, to to 40 the fortitude to yeah no. it's been it's but been i mean crazy. it's not even it's not even just the fortitude
0: right the whole point of the 40-hour work week is to not leave you with enough time with enough energy with enough mental capacity to do shit you got time to go to work pay for your groceries and clothes and sit your ass down somewhere sometimes for your
2: kids properly right. <laughs> you know
0: what i'm saying like right. that's by design that's why you see all of this change happening all this resistance happening all this uprising happening in a time when people aren't going to work that's why you saw all of the movement happening in the 50s and 60s when college was 12 dollars a semester so you didn't have to work your ass off to pay back student loans so you have yeah, right, these educated right. people who can engage in making change
2: young people
0: but you can't do that now so the 40- because college is on. too it's expensive you've got to work if you're a student, you gotta damn near work full time and go to class full time to afford
4: it. Yeah, right, if you're a parent. Ooh. Right, uh, you ain't you got know, no time. You totally, totally pacified then. <laughs> it will over with, you done.
3: But I Your know head here in, is down for here in 20 Philly, years. They've already, uh, <laughs> <laughs> here in Philly, they've already announced that they're going to a hybrid schedule and that if parents don't want to participate in the hybrid schedule, it's not mandatory. they can have conversations with
2: the administration. So,
4: so and this is a conversation.
2: They're automatically opted in until they opt wait, wait,
4: wait. out. No, 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 there's no conversation.
2: That, so, that's what the, that's, that's what the commercial radio said today.
4: Convers- school districts <laughs> in
3: Mississippi. Conversation. I lie to you not. There's my conversation. <laughs> that's my conversation. Shut the hell up. That's my <laughs> yeah, that's my convo. Fuck that. God damn. Conversation.
0: Um, on the in in the refuse to return in the national group, um, and in Mississippi specifically, there have been school districts who have said they're going back to traditional, um, except for students who have a doctor's excuse right saying that they're immunocompromised or some way otherwise vulnerable i have multiple parents who have shown me documented conversations that they've had with their school administrator showing a doctor's note but have been told that it is not sufficient and their sick child
3: must report to school in august in a school building and that's the thing so if you are forced to go to school then the law gets involved compulsory attendance laws then, then there's that aspect then you have man this fucking system ain't you know shit. Yeah. you know you know, yeah. it's, you know
4: this, this this brings back this brings things back full circle there's something i said um to my wife uh back when she first started her work um you know consulting work with schools and i because I, I began to see a very clear difference you know uh, there's there's some kids that get school and there's some kids that get education man. Mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: Guess, who need, get, right guess, guess who guess who guess who oh, guess who Twice. guess who, guess who they think need school And guess who gets guess who gets to have an education regardless mm-hmm. of the situation
2: oh yeah the the argument man that i'm i'm all for i understand the 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 I understand some of the arguments that are being made because they're talking about the social interaction that's necessary for students to learn and all these things, making sure that these they're kids bad, don't typically wrong. have meals, that they get these food the, the meals and stuff like that. But once you once you take a step back from the situation, you look and you see that the president for the past month was fighting for his former campaign manager, Paul Manafort, to get out of jail mm-hmm. because coronavirus is so dangerous he couldn't jail. afford. To finish his sentence in jail because coronavirus is so dangerous. Never mind, ne- never mind that we have a quarter of the world's prisoners still locked up. Right. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, he ain't let the <laughs> out. we
4: haven't heard. It ain't the, heard that, we haven't heard that numbers in months either. Uh, right, other, but, but it's, it's not heard dangerous numbers.
2: enough for you to to send your kids back before everything is figured out. And the worst part about it is that outside of some of these more nuanced conversations, just at a surface level, if you have an administration that is telling you to send your kids back to school. There you go. And yep. at the same time, they're telling you not to listen to CDC regulations that are supposed to help you Ooh. be able to go back to school. Uh-huh. That doesn't that doesn't make sense. Like the balance isn't there. And I don't see how they can on its face make the argument that kids should go back to school if they haven't even finished figuring out how to properly let folks go back to work and all these other things. Like it doesn't make any sense to me. So we can see that the United States once again has put profit margins over people's lives to try and force people to go back to work. I, dude, I I, I feel bad for some folks because you know that there are still some folks that are sitting at home. The bonus that they, they were year? given initially. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Bonuses, yeah. The bonus they were but given I mean, for unemployment is about to run out. No. Yeah, the people might be in a tough, people are going to be in a tough spot by the end of this month because they haven't figured shit out. Yeah, I mean, every everybody's going to be in a tough spot. And that that's why I think it's important
0: that we look at these campus reopenings, not as an education issue or as a school issue, but as what it is, a humanity, human, human rights issue, is true. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it, because it exposes all, it exposes all of that yeah. like yeah. The CARES Act not being sufficient, a singular stipend plan not being sufficient, a rent and a mortgage suspension. Like all these are all things that should have happened, because when you look at the root of this issue, the only question that people have is, how can I afford to maintain my livelihood and also be sure Mm -hmm. that my children are being taken care of and educated? These are not. Questions that citizens are supposed to have to answer for themselves. These I'm are, are, these, are right? yeah. these are
2: exposures, right? These are exposures to systemic uh, problems. I've been lucky enough that our the, our county in Prince George's County here in uh, Maryland uh, has decided that they're going to start off the first quarters, the first two quarters of the school year, virtually. Especially given that the numbers on, on the, the east coast, yeah, have started to increase on this side too. So I can. I... Yeah. And see, uh, and that
0: man. that's a respectable approach, right? Like we, again, we went virtual in March in most schools in the nation. Right. Why not just start this year virtual? You know what I'm saying? Hey, yeah. first quarter, we're gonna do this and see what the numbers
2: and see what happens, right? But
3: who do you it's- trust though? Who 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 you whose numbers are you gonna trust? I mean, whose voice are we listening to now? In regards to this pandemic, who? Because the is president ain't shit. He giving bullshit and that mm-hmm. advice. Mm-hmm. CDC and doesn't the have CDC. the platform. It's just like, yo, who, who the fuck are we getting information from that we can trust right now?
0: So then it's that's the, a, it's a further layer, right? It's another, yeah. it's another sign of how deep and
2: how systemic this issue is. You know? Yeah, you got to. It chaps my ass head. though, because you look, it, it really taps <laughs> my ass because you think about it, it's like you look at the year. If we're gonna say oh, apples to apples. You look at the European Union almost as a whole Mm -hmm. has beaten coronavirus, gotten their numbers low. People are back out in public and doing what they need to do. And we here in the United States, and we all, they started before us. Mm -hmm. We're we're still basically like where we were in in March. March. And for some reason, they seem to have been able to figure out how to get their kids back to school, how to make sure people didn't get kicked out of their homes and make sure they didn't die as destitutes on the street because they couldn't find anything to eat or whatever. But yeah, they the gave a fuck about their people. people you said what? <laughs> they gave a fuck about their people. I mean, yeah, that's
0: yeah. that's the long and short of it. Yeah. Hey, we understand that outside is killing you. So you gotta stay inside. We're not gonna charge you for the
2: shit you need to go outside for. Even motherfuckers in China figured it out.
4: Like, like if
2: we're going to compare, if we're going to compare, we're everybody to pay bro. in the house. They gave them food, allowed mm-hmm. them to forget their like their their payments bro. for their uh their yeah. their That was amazing.
3: That was amazing. That was amazing. All the people that they have a billion damn people, and that's amazing. It was amazing in a in a country. And these that motherfuckers are arguing about wearing a mask and whatnot. Yeah. Oh, like, If
2: you do put that mask on, this one. Mm, Put God. them listen, okay. Mm. Every day you see a new video of somebody flaring the hell out because they gotta wear a damn mask and shit. Bruh. I don't under I don't understand it, my guy. Like that's the entitlement is unreal. Well, no, let's not say that because we, we, like so, I said, okay, I always put, So okay, right, we got black people to fall into that joke too. It's like you're taking away my rights while you being forced. Yeah, I mean, right, shut your punk ass, up. Don't, man. Put that motherfucking mask on. I don't, I don't ever, ever do hold it against black
3: people
0: for <laughs> falling for misinformation because we got a reason not to trust shit that we told. Um, so you know, okay, I, fair. I give I give us a pass for falling for the bullshit sometimes, but to that point, right? Um. I don't know if y'all saw, I'm my I'm bad from changing the subject too. Uh, in Kentucky, uh, there were some protests, some Black Lives Matter protesters for Breonna Taylor. Um, one of the girls that was protested was from my hometown. Anyway, like And they sat out in front of that, that bastard's yeah. house. Yeah. yeah, and they got arrested. Now, just a couple weeks ago, a couple months ago, all them white boys was down there with their guns at the governor's mansion, the exact same city, exact same administration, demanding he come out or else and did none of them get arrested. Um, yeah. So, you know, America can't even stop being racist for COVID.
3: Like, how the fuck we gonna do I don't now? know who winning right now, white supremacy or COVID. I <laughs> mean, Bruh, hey, they going, at, going at it. They going at it. White supremacy got history on their
4: side, <laughs> yeah, but COVID fight. is <laughs>
1: <catching up>. why,
3: <laughs> White
4: supremacy got, got a legacy why, team now. They got why, <laughs> why don't the cops ever feel threatened by white men with guns? <laughs>
0: Uh, the never. The white with
4: they never feel threatened because they, they
0: looking in the mirror. You know what I'm saying? You know, <laughs> There's a kinship. Right. This <laughs> other white man with Oh, guns. that's my boy. <laughs> I I know that guy. I, I saw him that guy. The range.
3: Yeah, that's Tom. <laughs> that's my <laughs> brother-in-law. <laughs> yes, that's Tom yeah with Karen, Karen's his wife. <laughs> Shut <laughs> up. He that's
4: you know, the the reigns, okay. That He's that's okay. okay. That's my gun.
3: You know,
2: they fucking in the militia together on the. I don't I I don't don't
3: get
2: it. Yeah. Well, right about now is the time when we'd like to give you little tidbits of news or words of wisdom that you can take with yourself into the week. Mm. So uh crush, you got something for us?
4: Man, um I don't got much this week, but I just want to send shout out to my brother Joe, uh, Joe Villa. He's going through some some difficulties at the moment. And I'm glad he's back home in New York uh, to be with us in the crew right now. Just want to get better. And uh, hopefully yeah, sometime next year, we'll reunite in Flatbush and, you know, and, uh, and tear it up.
2: No doubt. I should have started with Teezy, but I, I started off with crush, but I mean, all you lights can do is the same. Go ahead, Teezy, you got anything for us? <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, yeah,
0: so um, Keisha and I have been working on a project. Um, Hi, Keisha. Before. Yeah, she she actually was in here a second ago and okay. dipped out. Uh, <laughs> but, We've been working on a project to help black creators collaborate um, with black entrepreneurs. Uh, we are launching our new multimedia network, Rebel Media Group. Oh shit. Um, Yeah, this Monday uh, is gonna be the debut um, with one of the new programs, Mississippi Monday, where we highlight Mississippi artists. Um, and then we'll be rolling, launching a website tomorrow, officially launching it Monday. Okay. Um, yeah, shit. so you know, stay tuned
3: that's what i'm talking about nice, nice. No
4: doubt. rebel
3: media group yeah, sure <laughs> el boogie you got something oh well, i'm on some shit so we talking about tory lanes what the fuck is he doing uh, <laughs> yo, he's I about know. to get the state of texas on his ass he about helped.
4: to
3: get the he about to get ass allegedly tory lanes have shot the stallion that's who did yeah. it. Oh, no. Yeah, How about that yeah. nigga. a nah, goddamn lie. Nah. Oh, nah. Shut up. Oh, why yeah. I got to see about it? That's why I, I heard you, too. Taron allegedly shot bullets in the, the foot,
0: multiple times. In oh no, nah, he trying to get fucked over. That's my yeah. boo.
3: He's
4: going to get fucked. Up. Oh, Pisha, what he said? He's going to get fucked. She Pisha was in there say? just now too. So
3: rebel
2: what what we
3: see mean? that when <laughs> we see that knife come in the screen there. bro. Know. Know. And she's Latina too, boy. I just just I of it. So but yeah, so, man, just just that that whole situation, man. Again, we see more celebrities with firearms and alcohol. I really wish we would stop doing those type of behaviors man right. for some reason we get some money the first thing we want to fucking do is buy some guns go outside and shoot and drink together like That's always the a dumbest combination. combination this can't so it, this cannot remain professional yeah, just shout out to Meg the Stallion, man. Hopefully, she's doing well.
2: Uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's stupid, man. Oh, I can't be concerned about black women. I'm, I'm gonna mind my business. I, can't, hair hair like I can't be concerned <laughs> about, concerned. about I'm
3: black, concerned. black I'm women.
2: Mind my I'm, like, I'm, I'm, I'm conservatory's
3: health. I just <laughs> want Meg to be better, bro. <laughs> oh, she will be fine. She's gonna be just fine.
2: Whatever, <laughs> man, that's all, bro. I just... Be What's fine, man. This week, man, Asheville, North Carolina. Um, decided that they were going to apologize shit. for histor- their historical role in slavery and discrimination. And by a seven to zero vote on a couple of nights ago, they decided to start paying their folks reparations, black folks reparations in the city. You do so, read the I whole that article. He's
3: a, he's a, he's a, don't read the article. What they paying?
2: Yeah. I
3: need the deep dive.
2: Come, come on. on now, come if on right now. Elaborate. Okay, we we just, we we just had, had a conversation no. about starts and false starts. The, the, the this is I, a small I, city that's I, starting I, to, I, do, I, to do to do something. So, Eldon, don't be a bastard. Okay, they didn't give them know, nobody, him no money. Don't crush. Just so me. you yeah. know, brother. <laughs> they gave him they
3: one cut, big IOU. Cut you. no check. One big you. They're trying to make moves,
2: man. This is just bad They give
4: my handshake. They give my handshake on camera. This is this is the start. They sign out. We're, We're sorry. This
2: is the start. <laughs> this is the start, Elgin. Right, Jesus out of my Christ. Bad. The
4: start, the beginning. <laughs> you know, what, what, the beginning. It's a new beginning. <laughs> what, what, uh, what, again. Yeah, all
2: right.
4: a, a new beginning crush, again.
2: Crush, where can people find you if they want to <laughs> find you, man? Shit. Yeah, Catch me on Instagram, please, at, at SP Methods or at the Orange Crush with a K. No doubt, no doubt. Don, easy, man. Thank you, man. We appreciate it, man. Thank you for showing up. Having. Well, no, no, no. I, let me say thank you to Keisha for allowing you to be on the show because <laughs> you know that's really what happened. Dude. That's exactly you know that's what, happened. Really what happened. That is exactly <laughs> We're what happened. Where can find you if they want to find you, my guy?
0: Um, right now, uh, www.bakedbeansandrice.com. Uh, that's the podcast website, uh, and that has all our socials and stuff. And then also uh, rebelmedia.group um that's debuting this friday so it should be ready when the episode drops
2: and one more time with your uh the organization for the teachers union or the uh, yes
0: also um oh i gotta send you out a petition too so um refuse to return is the name of the national organization um if you go on facebook there's likely already a chapter for your state and if there's not reach out to, re- to return you can start one Um, The state chapters are usually something like Mississippi for a safe return to campus or insert your state name or metro here for a safe return to campus. Um, Join the groups and see what teachers and parents are talking about in your area as far as reopening solutions. Um, I know we've had a lot of homeschooling initiatives and things that teachers and retired teachers are doing independently to help parents who don't feel comfortable sending their children back to school. Uh, we got to work on this together, so let's do it.
2: No doubt, Boogie. Where can people find you, man? Instagram and Twitter at Elgin Bailey. No doubt, and I'm Big Old Mister in the Black himself. You can find me on Twitter and on Instagram at Mr underscore in the Black. And I want to thank you guys for joining us for another incredible episode of the In the Black podcast. Remember, we want to hear from you. Help us continue these conversations by reaching us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at In the Black PDCST. And as always. Informed, intelligent. In the, in black. the black. black. Peace. In the black. Oh. This
4: is this is the In the Black podcast.
1: In the black, bro. <laughs> and it's down one of the best this podcasts is. I ever heard, though. I know y'all work. What, what up? Uh, brother, black <laughs> IP, listen. Oh. In the Black Podcast, and you lad, it's all facts. You don't like that to fall back. In the Black Podcast, don't talk traffic. Switch fast if you ain't broad, you do whack. intelligent elements, always relevant. Not for the weak and delicate, this is eloquent excellence. We are setting the precedence, of them are excrement. In the Black Podcast, the truth like the testament. Don't know, Black up he, bro, I'm a specialist. So what the podcast broadcasts? Broadcast, like said, they might cheat, do not read, so effortless. I listen and I learn when they listen them I benefit. Reporting current events, everything that is prevalent. This is so exquisite a scientific experiment. Giving you the news, not views without evidence. Telling you the truth, sentiments without embellishments. Relax, ease the facts, bringing them to your residence. In your house, in your tenement, listening, your intelligence. Body filled with the power that's so ascendent. right in the stars, bringing some life back to the desolate. In the black podcast, the yard line is all facts. You don't like that? the not fall back. back. In the black podcast, they punked up, pulled up the watch, blacked up, and jumped me here, up. In the black podcast, the yard line is all facts. You don't like that? Don't fall back. back. In the black podcast, we all lost. The like one of them can of them can't trust. It's like that though. What up, DJ?